Hey listeners, welcome to another episode of Jake of All Trades, the podcast show focused on helping millennials make smart choices with their money. I'm your host, Jake Rebus, and every two weeks, I'm interviewing guests and giving my two cents on their unique financial situations. Together, we talk about all those real financial obstacles that many of us encounter and some ways to get past them. So on this episode, we are talking about debt. And we have titled this episode, Fear of the Walking Debt, to pay homage to one of my favorite TV shows on television, The Walking Dead. Uh, It just premiered October 22nd. So check it out, season eight. Um, But this episode, while we won't be making too many references to zombie apocalypse and the connection between that and taking out credit card debt or student loan debt, uh, it's a nice tie-in anyway. So Uh, What I did for this episode was uh, two parts in order to get a lot of feedback from you guys, the listeners, because I thought this topic was really relevant, um, especially to our demographic, seeing the impact debt had on our families during the financial crisis and seeing people struggle and the ramifications of poor decision making around debt was really important And it was a conversation that I really wanted to have with a bunch of you guys. So there's going to be two components to the show today. We're going to feature some live interviews as well as a poll towards the end. So the question that we asked uh, for this week was, in your opinion, do you believe there is such a thing as good debt? Or do you believe that all debt is bad? Uh, So if you're familiar, there is a, a pretty famous financial guru out in the media He goes by the name Dave Ramsey, and I can tell you from personal experience that I did go through his entire Financial Peace University program uh, when I was younger, so I am very familiar with his strategies for financial planning, and I'm just going to say that it's not a one-size-fits-all scenario here, and that's one of the reasons why I'm doing this particular episode is to highlight the importance of a balance, a fine balance between taking on debt responsibly and abusing debt. And I think that sometimes some of his comments uh, can come across as though all debt is bad. So there's one of his favorite quotes that he loves to say, and that's printed in his uh, materials, is that it goes, if you live like no one else later, you can live like no one else. Let me just repeat that. If you live like no one else, Later, you can live like no one else. So I'll interpret it for you because it's a little vague. Um, What he's referring to is delayed gratification. So foregoing needs and and wishes now, maybe not needs, but foregoing wants and desires in the current state for a future benefit that can be greater than what you experience now. Since I am focused on giving advice to millennials, we are a very different demographic than Dave Ramsey. And I think that's a really important distinction because we are very much uh, instant gratification society. I don't necessarily think that that's a bad thing. It does have its negative consequences when it comes to some things, but think about all of the things that happen in our lives on a daily basis and the opportunities to engage in stuff now and what opportunities you would be missing if you delayed those decision-making. So let's give an example for a second. Let's talk about like an opportunity for an amazing job, 
but you don't have the you don't have the cash available to buy a new car, and um, it's going to take you a while to accumulate the cash to buy that car. But you really need a reliable vehicle because the one you have now is not going to get you where you need to go for this job. So if we operated under Dave Ramsey's uh, philosophy, he would say, well, that's a missed opportunity. Therefore, you should uh, just save every penny you can, live on the envelope system, pay in cash. As soon as you have enough, go buy yourself a used Honda. Well, that could be the potential for a really big opportunity that you just passed up. Whereas if you would have been responsible and taken out an auto loan on a used vehicle, put a little bit of money down, made the payment affordable. Now you now have a reliable vehicle. You've leveraged debt appropriately, and that's going to get you in a position uh, where where you can succeed. So we're going to talk about toward the end of the show four ways that you could enhance your financial status by using debt. So while uh, some of the guests on the show are going to talk strongly about their opposition to debt. I really want this particular episode to be focused on what are the benefits to using debt and how can I use debt efficiently and uh, in a smart way in order to build wealth. So we're first going to start with our interviews that I went out to the Pearl Park in San Antonio. We had a great DJ session happening, so you're going to hear some jams in the background, and we're going to hear what all of our guests had to say. All right, so this is Jake Rivas. We're with Jake of All Trades. We're out at Pearl Park listening to some awesome jams. And we have... Chelsea. All right, Chelsea. So the question for today is, is there such a thing as good debt? In your opinion. In my opinion, I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. Um, why? I think, I mean, naturally, maybe debt just gives me a little bit of anxiety. And it has such a negative connotation. It's like saying, is there good heartbreak? No. I don't think so. So. Good. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate your feedback. Absolutely. And here we have... Margarita. I'm a neurodiagnostic t- technician. Awesome. And uh, my name's Eric. I do accounting for HEB. Accounting for HEB. Wonderful. So thank you both for being uh, guests on the show. What we're talking about today is debt. So in your honest opinion, do you believe that there is such a thing as good debt? I think it depends. Um, going into debt allows you to expand your credit. Um, I personally don't like to be in debt, so I try not to. But definitely, um, I know that there's a lot of millionaires that have trouble buying homes or renting out spaces because they don't have credit because they've never had debt. And you? Yeah, um, so as a more like philosophical point of view, I think like if, if you can improve your standard of living but you know still have positive cash flows by going into debt I think like it's an improvement on your life overall and you have a means to cover it going forward but if you're just racking on debt paying off your daily expenses then you're, you're probably making bad decisions yeah. excellent so if you guys could think of one type of debt that you would think is a good debt to have what would it be Ah, uh, this might not be popular, but student student loan debt. Okay. Because it's an investment into your future. Um, I guess it depends. You have to obviously be smart about it to be able to pay it off later. But um, yeah. You? I have like a whole different opinion on student loans. I think the cost of college is too much. I, I do think it's a good investment in yourself, but I think there are reasons why they're out of control. But I mean, I'd say so. Good debt would probably be home debt because it turns into equity it grows i mean for the most part unless you're getting into getting into a recession 
your value of your home will increase. So I think that's probably a good investment. Perfect. Well said. Thank you both. All right. Thanks, Jake. All right. Sharon and Austin, the question today is, in your opinion, is there such thing as good debt? Well, I associate debt with the bad, so I would say no. Okay. And Sharon? I think um, most people have uh, a mortgage, and then they can write it off with their taxes. So I feel like at least that is good. I know I sometimes get stuck in credit card debt. And I know I don't think that is a good thing, but it kind of we just it forces us we get in that situation. And if you can pay it off as soon as you can, that's the best thing is all I can say. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you both so much. You're welcome. You. So interesting that uh, through all those interviews, you heard that the majority of them said no, they're they don't believe that there any good debt exists. Uh, which is contradictory to the other avenue that we tried to gather some responses for this week. And that was through the Facebook page and the Facebook poll. So thank you to those of you who participated in the poll. The question that we posed was the same one. Look, do you believe that good debt exists? Yes or no? And of the responses we received, only 16.7% of you said that, no, you didn't believe that good debt existed. Whereas 83% of you said, yeah, there is good debt out there. So interesting dynamic, a difference between when I was talking with people about debt, their responses were immediately negative and they associated a lot of negative feelings connected to debt. Whereas when they were behind their computer screen, it almost felt as though they were able to think through scenarios a bit better and then they could, re- they could justify different types of debt and how they may be beneficial to you. All right, so now that we have feedback from a survey, we've got feedback in person, I would like to take some time to highlight four ways that debt could really enhance your financial status. So let's wipe away the negative connotation that we hear or that anxious feeling we get or the sweaty palms we get when we hear the word debt, because what we're going to talk about now is how can this make, how can this be beneficial for me financially? So the first thing I would say would be credit cards. Credit cards, uh, while some people may shun away from them, are extremely beneficial to your uh, financial picture. I'll give you an example. I recently took out a credit card with Southwest Airlines, and it's a popular rewards card. um, Because if you know how to use the card responsibly and appropriately, you can reap a lot of financial benefits, which can impact financial goals in the future. For example... I put all of my living expenses on my Southwest credit card. That way, I reap reward points, and those points are airline miles. I pay off my credit card in full every month. So that does two things for me. That one shows the credit monitoring agencies that I am effectively using credit because I'm running up a balance on credit that's been made available to me. That's a really important component of the credit score. It also shows that when I pay it off every month, my repayment history is exceptional. Yet another positive for my credit score. Now, in addition to that, once I pay it off, I get those reward points credited back to my account. Then I look at my financial plan and say, oh, I have built into my financial plan an annual trip. Well, I guess I'm flying Southwest because my flight is covered. Uh, And so by using debt effectively, 
I was able to accomplish a goal without having to use too much of my own income in order to to get to that point, if that makes sense. So that's just one way that credit cards can enhance you. Now, there is certainly an opportunity where credit cards can be abused. One of the guests highlighted it. She tends to run up credit cards frequently just to pay expenses. That's where you get into a dangerous situation where you get in over your head. And if you think about it, kind of like tying it back into a zombie apocalypse. So think about any time that Rick and his squad leaves the grocery store or whatever, and they knock over something or break a glass, and then all those zombies just come flooding at them. Think about that like a credit card and debt and interest. So if you can't pay something, those zombies, that interest rate is just going to eat you alive. So that is one area that you need to be really conscientious about. But don't shy away from it just for the fear that that might happen to you. Create a budget and understand what your cash flow is so that you can effectively and responsibly use the credit card. So that would be point number one. Credit cards to help enhance your financial status through reward programs. Number two, a mortgage. So most of us are not fortunate enough to be able to purchase a home or real estate with cash. It's just highly unlikely. And I will say, you know, referring back to Dave Ramsey, he is an advocate for mortgages under the right circumstances. So this is a well-known fact, and some of our guests actually alluded to it as well, that taking out a mortgage can enhance your financial status because you're building equity in an asset. So unlike a car loan, where you've got a car that depreciates in value immediately, if you listened to last week's episode uh, about cars, then you'll remember that cars can lose their up to 15 to 20% in the, of their value just from driving off the lot. A house, on the other hand, is an asset that has historically appreciated in value over time. Now, that's a long period of time, obviously. So it shouldn't be used as your sole investment. But taking on debt in order to purchase and finance a residence or a rental property may be beneficial in the long run for your financial status because that can create opportunities for an asset that grows, uh, an income stream if you were treating it like a rental property. So those are all extremely beneficial. While they may be um, intimidating because that's probably one of the largest purchases you'll make in your lifetime, uh, be aware and, and plan it appropriately. So there's a lot of steps you can take beforehand. But again, we're using debt effectively to make that purchase. So that would be number the second way to enhance your financial status. Take out a mortgage. Number three, enhancing your credit score is extremely important. So there is a segment, uh, and I'm sorry that I'm throwing Dave Ramsey under the bus so many times, but it's just that... There is a segment in his workshop, um, and it has been a while, so maybe he's taken it out. But he talks about how if you live under his model and his strategy, you don't ever need credit for anything because you're able to pay cash for just about everything, which I argue is is not uh, a good way to look at it. So if you remember, there are five components to your credit score. So the five components are, number one, your repayment history. Well, you can't have repayment history if you don't have any debt to repay on. Number two is the debt amount. So the amount of debt that you carry, that's actually a positive thing for credit bureaus because if you are effectively carrying a reasonable level of debt, they see that as a positive. If you don't have any debt, well, that's going to ding your score uh, significantly. Next thing is the length of credit history. So 
Those of us who are young, we don't have a lot of credit history, but as long as it's good credit history and we have repayment on there that's positive, that's going to be beneficial. New credit. So you can't possibly complete this area of the pie without taking on some new credit. That could be in the form of another credit card. That could be in the form of an auto loan, a mortgage. But taking on that type of debt responsibly, again, uh, helps to add to your credit. And then the credit mix. So we need to have a lot of different types of credit in the mix. So it's really important that the decision-making process behind taking on new credit is that, do you have too much of that kind of credit already? But again, all of this revolves around the fact that we got to have debt of some kind uh, and we got to use it responsibly and appropriately. So understanding clearly the five components of your score, all right, so we got to take out debt, but what is the benefit to doing that? So let's say we got a nice, robust 725 credit score and we feel really good about it, but who cares, right? Well, a lot of people care. Uh, first of all, if you are a little creepy and you have access to public information, you could look up your potential partner's credit information to see what kind of person they really are. So that's the biggest one. But also, uh, lower interest rates. Uh, If you have good credit, you're able to borrow at lower rates, which is more beneficial and it saves you money in the long run. The only way to do that, though, is to build up your credit. Otherwise, you're going to have a low credit score and banks are not going to want to lend to you. Or if they do, the lending terms are going to be not very favorable. So unfavorable, I should say. So Having credit, using it effectively, can help with lower interest rates. It can also help with getting approval for a higher limit. So going back to the credit card situation, while it may not be necessary to have a $20,000 credit card limit, it's beneficial from enhancing your score because that means that the amount of credit available to you is larger. So whenever you run up some credit, you don't look as though you're over leveraged because if you have a low credit if you have a low credit limit or line and you use it all every month even if you pay it off in that month that dings your score because when the when the reporting agency looks at that they see oh well his available credit is x and he's using 90% of it so having good credit and using it effectively can allow you the opportunity to have higher rates or higher limits And that can also enhance your score tremendously. Uh, Rewards. So we kind of talked about this in point number one, credit rewards using certain types of cards. If you don't have good credit, you can't get those types of cards. And so in order to accomplish number one, you got to take care of number three, which is to take care of your credit, which means you have to have debt. Uh, Easier approval for renting an apartment. I know it sounds silly, but you may think like, well, I'm just paying rent. But a lot of, if not all, apartment complexes will pull your credit report when you apply to rent an apartment. And if you don't have a good score, they may not rent to you or they will require you to put maybe two or three months rent down on the onset. So saving time, saving money by just using credit and debt effectively can help uh, with solidifying a really cool place to live. And then the last one, better insurance rates. So if you're uh, wanting to get new auto insurance and you don't have a good credit score, insurers don't want to take on that risk. Or if they do, they're going to charge you like crazy for it. So if you have used debt effectively and your credit score is good and you've enhanced it well enough, then you're going to have access to the best rates uh, for auto insurance purposes. So that's number three on our four ways debt could enhance your financial status is 
uh, enhanced credit for more opportunities. Clearly, there are a ton of opportunities out there that you've got to have good credit to take advantage of. The last one is a little conceptual, so stick with me for a second. But number four is sacrificing, saving, and investing in favor of debt repayment. So uh, I'm going to throw Dave Ramsey under the bus one more time. I'm so sorry. Um, But if you think about it in terms of being a millennial, we are young. We may have high-paying jobs. We haven't had a lot of time to accumulate wealth. But as I've talked about on the show before, and some of the things that I blog about is the value of investing early and compound interest. And so if you are in this mentality where debt is bad and you're actively working to pay down your debt and that is your number one financial priority, you may be sacrificing opportunities elsewhere where you could be building wealth with your cash flow that instead of building wealth by investing, you're redirecting all of that back into paying off debt. So once you reach 35, or if you're like me, I have a lot of student loan debt, it's gonna take me a while to pay that off. I may be 40 years old before I pay that off. Well, I haven't saved a dime. I may be debt free, but now I have 20 years of catching up to do on investing, and that's very hard to do uh, in that short amount of time. So there's a definitely a fine balance there and something that's really important to take into consideration. I know that debt can be a scary subject and something that if you're my family situation was they were not very frugal with debt and early on they figured that out thankfully but it's really easy to make a mistake and I totally understand that but it's also very easy to make a mistake and go the opposite direction where you're too conservative and too concerned with your debt levels where you're then sacrificing saving for retirement investing outside of retirement accumulating that emergency savings remember that these all of these goals and objectives have to work in concert with each other we can't just promote one over the other because then the others will suffer. So let's recap real quick the four ways that debt could enhance your financial status. Number one, we had credit cards and their reward programs, taking out a mortgage, enhanced credit for more opportunities. And then within that, we talked about the components of your score. And then once your score is good, what are those benefits? And then number four was sacrificing, saving and investing in favor of paying off debt. So I would like to pose the question now that you have heard my two cents on what are some positive spins on on debt and how can it enhance your future uh, financial security? So I would ask again, in your honest opinion, do you believe that there uh, is such a thing as good debt out there? Um, So just take some time to think about that. And I would love to hear from you. Please feel free to uh, go to my Facebook page. Uh, and comment on the episode or give me your feedback because I would love to hear your perspective on this topic because I think it's really important and super relevant to our demographic. Well, guys, that wraps up another episode of Jake of All Trades where we tackled the subject of debt. Make sure that you catch the next season of The Walking Dead and uh, happy Halloween. It's my favorite holiday. This is my favorite time of year. So that's why we're doing spooky episodes, um, not just because finances are already inherently spooky. So uh, these this just adds to it, right? Um, so Mr. Ramsey, if you're listening, I would love to be on your show. Uh, I'd love to debate this further. So, you know, please reach out. And uh, for those of you who are listening, please check out my social media pages at Jake's Two Cents. Go to my website, jakes2cents.com and uh, check out my blog. 
And please feel free to email me your feedback from the episode. I'd love to hear from you. And remember, you are the expert of your own life. And that's my two cents. Securities and advisory services offered through Commonwealth Financial Network. Member FINRA, SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Fixed insurance products and services offered through CES Insurance Agency. Actual performance and results will vary. These interviews do not constitute a recommendation as to the suitability of any investment for any person or persons having circumstances similar to those portrayed. Consult a financial advisor regarding your specific circumstances.